Hey everyone, it's Andrew. Well, of course. <laughs> We're about to start the podcast within a few seconds. Well, at least a minute from now. Uh, but before we do that, we've got a song that we want to play. That has obviously been sung by Brenda. And uh, it's dedicated to the podcast. It's keeping the podcast in mind. And you will later on hear in the episode me wanting to keep it at the end of it or, you know, as an end credit, you know, playing off. <laughs> into the sunset while we end the podcast but instead of that i thought why don't we just start the podcast on a nice note figuratively and musically so without further ado here's linda <laughs> episode 12 of the blue go podcast with your host andrew today i'm in conversation with hi i'm rinda kataria hey rinda how is it going uh it's uh, <laughs> i just talked to you right now and like <laughs> no no you can go ahead and say how is everything going uh it's going pretty great just back at home locked down again and uh, <laughs> hanging on <laughs> everybody is hanging on by its head here aren't they yeah. <laughs> delhi okay. uh, who's delhi oh wait who's i'm not delhi as a person said barely hanging on ah <laughs> we're in the same okay. boat here rinda uh now apart from that rinda how about you uh, tell us all a little bit about yourself okay So uh, I'm a graduate from uh, the Institute of Hotel Management, IHM Pusa, mm-hmm. and uh, of the forbidden batch of 2020. So uh, <laughs> right before uh, everything went to shit and we went into lockdown, I had two mm-hmm. wonderful jobs waiting for me, where uh, I would have ended up becoming an assistant manager in the next 18 months, and um, mm-hmm. I lost both of those jobs. within 5 months of the lockdown because obviously the hotel industry is one of the worst hit uh, from mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic so yeah. i was just at home and uh, with all the time that i had on my hands i started with an art channel and uh, i never mm-hmm. art art or painting or anything but i just came up with this idea of painting merchandise and customizing things for people so it's called the whatnot art store and uh, i 
when I conceptualized the whole thing, I thought of it as making phone covers, coasters, t-shirts, and customer whatever design you want. Uh, it could be on an item of your choice as well. So that went on for good about six months, and uh, mm-hmm. after that, when the lockdown started to end, and when it felt like things were getting better around the time, I uh, thought that I'll actually give a little thought to what I have to do with my life because I couldn't paint T-shirts forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I started preparing for entrances and you know just uh, getting into colleges and stuff. so i lost track of those uh, paintings and i and now i am just doing paintings for you know really close friends where you forget that it's your girlfriend's birthday and you remember a day before and then you call me up and tell me please paint a t-shirt for me because that has happened <laughs> that has happened with me and uh, i i don't think i should be saying this on the podcast because probably the girlfriend will find out now but anyway <laughs> It's so good to mention. You can call, you know, give out her name and her <laughs> whatever details, so she knows it. <laughs> Do you want me to cause a breakup? I can't have that on my conscience. Like <laughs> you got so much power in your hands right now. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. So anyone who's listening who started something during the lockdown but it didn't pan out, it's okay. <laughs> not everyone becomes a zuckerberg not everyone becomes an entrepreneur and makes a huge empire for themselves you start something mm-hmm. as a hobby and it just dies out so mm-hmm. that happened then uh, yeah. i was studying constantly and then i went through a bad phase really bad breakup that i wasn't anticipating and uh, it was it was really taking a huge toll on me so that's when i started uh, recording music and mm-hmm. the thing about my music is is very it's in a very nascent stage and it's just very it, you can listen to it and you can figure out this has been made by a novice <laughs> so it's <an> absolutely <laughs> amateur <laughs> recording and singing but i like making it and it's an outlet for me so and it mm-hmm. really helped me uh, get over the you know sadness and the remorse right. yeah so that's when i started my uh, music channel okay and uh, then it just ended up becoming a page where i just posted videos of my face and weirdness and sometimes mm-hmm. music so <laughs> that's how lockdown has been for me what about you so lockdown <laughs> <laughs> this is just you just played the uno reverse card like the, yeah you you <laughs> know the podcast, your podcast also i don't mean you only on talking <laughs> no i so uh talking about the first time somebody has asked me about my lockdown so thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> uh okay so uh, putting my lockdown into perspective uh at the beginning of uh, what was it 2020 Yeah, at the beginning yeah. of 2020, we were also. How far have we yeah. come? <laughs> another, another, like by 2023, like, huh? Has it really been that What? long? Can, can we still go? Can we go? Can we still go outside, or is it like lockdown 523 happening? <laughs> <laughs> And we've all got like bald patches on our heads. Lockdown. We all have more versions than Android. <laughs> 
we're all you know sitting at home and making reels and all of us probably become real superstars at the end of it with yeah, and, and in the middle of this instagram ban and twitter ban is happening and half of the world is like ab kya karenge ab to kuch kaam hi nahi bachega karne ko we've obviously got the made in india version of twitter true or whatever it's called i am i am scared i am you know uh, curious i would say i am scared and curious of wanting to know what the hell goes on in that platform but it's like you know it's <laughs> like that forbidden part of the internet i don't really want to share account as well lockdown made me make a twitter account as well and i was just making that account and i was thinking what has my life come to like will i have to make political opinions will i have to tell people how much i love the office through memes <laughs> it's like you're just getting getting through all of the stages people go through yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think by the end of this we'll come to five stages of lockdown like this five stages of depression <laughs> five stages of lockdown like you start there's denial ki nahi lockdown nahi hai may i can still step out of the house you step out and the policeman smacks you with a latte and you go back and you start yeah. crying like that so face to aggression <laughs> external aggression <laughs> and when your acceptance is when you start looking at everybody sitting at home yeah no acceptance is actually when you make a twitter account ki <laughs> abko and now we just post our police uh, opinion start making reels that's acceptance bro <laughs> that you've accepted your fate ki this is life now <laughs> reels you know say whatever uh, reels okay i i i have i think not picked up on my lockdown story i'll pick up on it right after this uh, reels yeah. is just like if you were to look at uh, tiktok but in like 180p you know it's like the hd version of tiktok you know <laughs> it's, 1080 it's better 1080 yes <laughs> it's like the thing with the reels is it's a lot more filtered have you dude have you explored mx tagatak oh i don't i don't want to because i know it's just another copy of it you know mx tagatak 2 and god no so the name is, is so me. intriguing like even if i didn't know what it was for i would i would want to know what it's for <laughs> Hey, but like, are you going to like call out your channel on MX Sakata? Can it turn out you got like five million followers? I don't have a that rock bottom. It's not that bad for me, okay? <laughs> like you got a raging war with the actual MX Sakata stars now. Hmm. <laughs> like already, you can see society has been divided into two. You know, without yeah, being there any second. MX Sakata. <laughs> in instagram reels pick your poison <laughs> what do you want to kill me with yeah i think i think reels then is still more you know a way of getting around things but then i obviously like the fact he randomly like you will be seeing all these really famous real people you know uh, sakshi shridhar or mostly sen or whoever uh, you know their names i'm not i don't think i'm pronouncing them right uh, you'll see them and then achanak you'll see some person who's playing you know jay shri ram ka nara hai with three likes on his reel like what the fuck is this? i feel bad for those people you know because since i'm making content for myself 
like when i come across this oh, this middle aged person just singing in his sofa sitting casually and singing i i just feel bad for like zero comments no shares also so i always press like ki yaar you go girl <laughs> <laughs> that's nice you still get like i just want support, support from far people. away like you will never know who i am but i'm supporting you <laughs> <laughs> like you just got a reels for like karne wala account on instagram you know, you know? and it turned like, to be and it turned to be at least 8 out of those 10 times those people are so humble that i press the like they come and follow my account i'm like wow this is working in my favor <laughs> so it's awesome be humble guys be humble it all comes back That's that's how my sister everybody on the podcast. Yeah, like, this this is not a model science class. This is not a podcast. Okay. Exactly. Like this this was a this was a front to like you know morally straighten out our generation yes. of people. Yes. Yes, I am your uh, internet auntie who will give you some gyan. Because this generation has gone to shit. <laughs> next week, uh, tune in next week to find out how we can how we can make India into Hindu Rashtra and take over Pakistan in a few years. Oh my God, that that's gonna be an aggressive one. Can I join that one as well? <laughs> I, I've got people who will probably believe in that as well. Like I once read a very funny thing. so uh, they apparently said i it may it obviously could be very fake it could be shit but it's funny to read it anyhow mm-hmm. i read that uh, there is this master plan that's within the leading you know political party that mm-hmm. uh, the home minister amit shah has this master plan of taking you know politically control over india like obviously by winning fair and square elections i guess <laughs> then he wants to contest guess, election yeah, i guess that you added in the end <laughs> Just so that this podcast doesn't get banned. <laughs> exactly, and get a notice from the IT department. Mm. You can't take it. Or so next plan was that they will contest elections in Kerala and take over Kerala. Apparently, no, not sorry, what Kerala? I'm saying Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, and then what? the final frontier is uh, uh, contesting elections in Pakistan and making Pakistan. <laughs> Imagine Bharatiya Party. Yeah, I just I just get my propaganda. The entire subcontinent is one huge Modi kingdom. I I relate to that. <laughs> one huge Hindu Rashtra. That's all we are living for right That's now. Not, as it should be. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> yes. Oh well, it. सब ले लो भाई सब जगह मंदिर मंदिर. culture I think UP had this thing when they, you know, came out with the Romeo squads. At least when it was initially there, you know, when police would act as you know But the anti-Romeo squads to stop people from, you know, 
but that's in that's a very uh, necessary thing in up this is i don't know if you've ever been to up and up is not noida noida is like uh noida is very good in terms of what up is okay and a lot of my <laughs> family extended family stays in up and it's just you will feel like early in 1985 <laughs> because nobody has grown mentally <laughs> they look at girls and they get turned on how is that working for you it's a very i don't know how has it gone to that but then again i think i recently you know saw i recently had also read that end of the day the anti romeo squads have become so you know uh, uh, i don't know in what leaning when they see a woman and a guy walking together they hold them and they like kaun chal and the guy was like nahi meri bhan hai and it was a times oh, of india article he was actually to every goddamn sister there's absolutely there's an extreme to everything but if you see like statistically it was actually required in up for because guys they have been so many cases in up and this part of this entire stretch of north india up bihar and parts of jharkhand and chhattisgarh where people uh-huh. have this mentality of you know their power over women and authority and women have been made for their pleasure so that sort yeah. of anti romeo squad obviously uh, is an extreme and uh, tends to get misused but yeah. um, i don't know to what extent it's required or not okay no talk about political in, stuff yeah in, in not like we are getting notices to our addresses yeah <laughs> this is this is what i meant when i said can we of something <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, we call out everybody, bro. Like, we'll go out in style. <laughs> This will be the final episode and the final time you hear from me. Viral? <laughs> Is this how you plan to rise up the ladder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily enough, we didn't have to go through that. Like, at least on Spotify, we found a lot of uh, people, you know, finding interest with our cha- uh, podcast. so we got a good number of audience from there i think the recent statistic that i went through was that we have around uh 5500 plus uh, monthly listeners uh, not monthly <laughs> listeners like active subscribers that have gone through from at least i think uh four or five countries so we got people from germany oh london uh, america india obviously and kuwait 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 me it's faisal you know faisal right kureishi like i had episode he, <laughs> he is from kuwait one guy from kuwait the entire kuwait representation is faisal <laughs> yes that is the statistic faisal is from you are the irish representation an international podcast yeah you can tell me And now it's now it's made you more. <laughs> yeah, that's I usually bring this up in the end, or I avoid it. But I'm just getting to oh, that moment. <laughs> Surprisingly, being from Ireland, I have no people listening in from Ireland. So a huge, I don't know what to say. Fuck you. <laughs> Ouch. Nobody's listening. In. They're like, let it. <laughs> But uh, yeah. uh, you can still okay. direct it in their direction. It's okay. 
but uh, talking about uh, your initial question about at least my journey through the lockdown it was at initial stage of early 2020 uh, we were again struggling like every industry that was there uh, you know in the hospitality or restaurant sector we serving to our clients you know started becoming difficult even people which has really surprised me up till now while we are serving you know uh, fresh menu items uh, very specific fresh menu items there are a lot of people who order them but that also does surprise me like okay we do have our safety standards and precautions in place but is the general population so okay with ordering from outside during this time which was surprising mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, we then you know changed our whole business model like uh, we obviously applied we applied with amazon we started selling with flipkart even though we were selling with them initially like since i began in 2017 we were selling with them but it wasn't more focused on our brand right. so i spent like the whole of 2020 uh, developing a brand like our brand image across uh, the nation and of course we then we had certain few celebrities who were also inclined towards our brand one of them was uh, aisha adlake Uh, hey Aisha, if you're listening to this, I'm not sure if you are. <laughs> so uh, she was she was one of the hosts or VJs, and I think Comic Con, and I was assigned to her team. I think last year in 2019, and oh. from there I got to know her, and then you know she was more inclined towards the brand. So her promoting it on her page, talking about it, or you know trying out her products were very helpful. And then That's again, so we great. came out with us. I, I would say that we. Uh, not only survived but we strived through the pandemic and it's been we went back to our roots like our roots so when we started when i started uh, blue boo bakery i usually refer it to as we it makes it more personal to the people listening <laughs> that is something mm-hmm. i've learned i guess uh, so when we started blue boo bakery in 2017 our initial thing was we would uh, manufacture products you know that were unique to the market that was uh, at that time it was very unique to have a pancake that was you know pre-made for you it was something right. that was only seen in the uk you know, in stores like marks and spencers and sainsbury's and tesco's and whatnot uh, where you pre-made pancakes you tear, you buy them from a store heat them up in your microwave or just eat it out of it and it was these like really good pancakes so we had mini pancakes bigger size pancakes available in stores then we had brownies we had cakes and cupcakes that was our basic you know usb we were selling at one very funny thing i remember from that point is we had introduced carrot cake to the market you know it was this beautiful moist carrot cake slices that we would sell in stores okay. and especially in west delhi what had happened i sent it out to my partner stores we had like 80 plus stores in the first 6 uh, to 8 months of uh, 2017 or 18 so i sent it out to my partner stores most of my partner stores in west delhi were like uh, after the first week they were like कस्टमर हमसे आकर पूछते हैं कैरेट केक क्या होता है कैरेट केक कैरेट केक होता है 
डिफरेंट People yeah, in South Delhi will, will know where yeah, what is a carrot cake. In fact, somebody in South Delhi will end up telling me an authentic carrot cake recipe while trying our product. They say, "No, this is not how you make it. This is how yeah, you make I'm it." And then you call it luck. You know, yeah. you give it a French name. They call it luck carrot cake. And I'm like, "What? Kuch na kuch hota." But no. Uh, and obviously i didn't have any formal you know training or i wasn't a part of any organization or did i formally study you know business or as people may have you know before going into the market it was more of practical knowledge that gave me that experience ki this market can be different from yeah this market so yeah that was basically it we went back to our roots we started instead of you know making fresh products and selling them in stores we decided go back to you know developing uh, mixes Our own proprietary mixes. Yeah, for... you posted a story recently of your pineapple premix. I was so interested in that. <laughs> so yeah, those are so super cool. The pineapple chunks and all. Huh. So that we've got a whole range. So this is now self promotion going on. We've got a whole range known as the exotic <laughs> oven range. So we've got like uh, strawberry, blueberry, pineapple, and mango with actual pieces of the fruit. that are there with the cake mix so when the consumer bakes it they get those actual pieces and their actual so flavor cool. it's not just weird you know putting a uh, chemicalized flavor and throwing it in the cake and they have this is pineapple cake you know you are wanting to give them that authentic fresh experience so that is with the exotic oven range which was a very new uh, finding you know a few months ago uh, same was with our initial products you know our whole range of cake and cupcake mixes and then we came out with Uh, a bake it yourself kit and hot chocolate bombs is something that was really in demand during the winter months and right, we were right, right. they were cool. and they were so <laughs> cool they look so cool <laughs> thank you for that uh, so uh, one of the main things around it was that uh, we were one of the first uh, we were actually if you uh, look at it if you even search hot chocolate bombs in google we are the only nationally selling brand that is selling hot chocolate bombs across india so we will from delhi get orders in kerala and up till jammu we are get, serving throughout india because we are the only brand who has figured out how to make the hot chocolate properly enough you know give them that rich experience and then also pack it in such a good manner that it can be even stacked up in retail shelves in your stores and it can be sold across india or others if wow. i'm not calling out उ looking at right, what's taking at place now it was at that point it was absolutely a new experience for everyone like we had no idea how 
things work mm. a global pandemic and but now like since it's been one whole year and just yeah. a few days back me and my mom were sitting and we were just thinking about how far we have come like uh do you remember in the beginning when we would get groceries and vegetables we would sit outside and wash everything and now it's just... <laughs> you mean wash everything i said to you are you telling me yeah. you don't do it <laughs> no like you sanitize stuff but you don't like sit out with a basket and wash everything like oh please germs go away we don't do that kind of oh, thing yeah. anymore like you wash yeah, the vegetables you sanitize the packets and stuff but you don't like wipe everything with the towel and take a bath every time you come out at home you take precautions and you're careful but you're not paranoid anymore so that ंग्रेसिंग uh but yeah so uh we would pull that out and then we had this whole process where we in fact had rain coats i can't imagine wearing a fucking rain coat during this time we were wearing actual rain coats and you know goggles and a mask in the midst of summer yeah people like, when expensive. you can't afford them rain coat <laughs> <laughs> dude at one time pp kids were like you know that gold yeah. you you can't even really get it then it exactly. was the time you were getting you train coat what is it that because a bed sheet on your head that will protect you <laughs> exactly no it had it had become more of a it had uh it had become more of a uh, process that was you know Dealt with it, I guess. Yeah, like every time you had to go out, you literally had to gear up like a warrior. Like you had glasses and you had a mask and you had one more mask and you had like something to like cover your arms and stuff and gloves and socks and shoes. Arey, yar, kam kam. You're going out to war. No, but talking about this, so I would also like to pick up on. uh you having told me in the beginning about your vaccination story like tell me about yeah. that tell us tell us about that <laughs> i already got to know a little about it <laughs> tell us about your vaccination experience how you got it and like what's your delhi story of vaccination yeah so uh delhi story of vaccination okay so um, so this whole episode started like a week and a half back where my dad finally lost it and he was like will you figure out how to get your vaccination done or do i have to do it for you so i was like that was a low point for me when he was like i have to do this basic thing for you please get your life together I'm like okay okay i'll figure it out and then i forgot about it so <laughs> yes obviously Yeah. Uh, Kato, yesterday, a friend of mine told me that she is getting uh, vaccination slots to through Telegram, and I had heard of that. But I, uh, when she actually got the slot, is when I realized that oh wow, this is actually working. I can consider it. So, so I what are Telegram? Like, give the resource out. We'll tag it in the description of this right, uh, right. episode. What is it? The channel. So the channel is called uh, Delhi Vaccine Alerts. For eighteen to forty-four, uh, there are multiple channels like this. 
and there are multiple channels for queries related to delphi like if you have reached the center what is your site how do you approach where and you can ask anything about from payments to billings to parking anything that anyone who's been there is responsive enough to go more people are very helpful on telegram and in fact i was posting so uh, a couple of people had posted vaccine alerts so i replied on that they were instantly booked so people were helpful enough to get back to me and tell me that you should you know try using two different devices where you can get alerts on one device and you uh, all this permutation combination just to get a one vaccine slot uh uh-huh. So wow. uh, people are very helpful like that. That they, they were helping you, you know, whatever queries you had. So anyway, I uh, joined that Telegram channel, and within the entire day of yesterday, I got like four or five alerts which were favorable to me. So the first one that I got that I booked was out of invite. Uh. I might not get another one. It was all <laughs> the way in uh, I think South Delhi, and the vaccine. Uh. Lot that I got was all the way in Mayur Vihar, which is near Akshardham, Noida. Right. So uh-huh. that was uh, an extensive journey for me just to think about, and only I got a slot. Not even my sister was able to get one, because that's how fast <laughs> they were going. So we just sat for a while, and you know we were considering. My dad is in the defense, so we were just waiting for. You know, defense hospitals to get free vaccination. That we should wait for these. and you know just get it that the sarkari way actually <laughs> we had thought of all uh, possible methods to get through this but uh, in the evening i got another alert which was uh, for shalimar bagh which is way closer to my house so uh, and thankfully i got a slot for both my sisters as well as myself so it was not that hard uh, anyone who was struggling with otp uh the only problem i had was the otp notification bar i had to go all the way to the messaging app and then look for it in the notices section but otherwise i didn't have any problem getting the otp like at time i logged in i received the notices and uh, yeah i had no problems that way then today was my uh, vaccination mm-hmm. appointment and mm-hmm. i went there and there was a Desk for verification, where you would show your documents and they give you a slip and they tell you which counter to go to next. Like what is the next stage? So we next stage was giving you uh, pay for the vaccine, and then we just went there. There was one person who was guiding everyone. We went there and before we knew it, that person injected us and we were like, "Yeah, you're done. Go." <laughs> it was so smooth and and me and my sister came out and we didn't even get pictures. What is going on? Like to make your shit. I forgot. Wapas under. You know, I have to go inside and tell him to jab me again. Can I get? Can I get second dose again? Right here. This is in your picture. You see, that's yeah. the thing. Like to the people listening, you need to make picture arrangements also because exactly. how will everybody know you got vaccinated and this? Yeah, you've got so, you know that victory sign where the nurse is you know uninterested in looking at you while they're putting in the vaccine. Like get out <laughs> to vaccinate another fifteen hundred people. Exactly. So, <laughs> but that yeah. is a very meticulous and very you know. Uh, Third way of getting alerts exactly. and finding it out. 
Exactly. Putting, and uh, I was a little bit, uh, I was I was a little amazed as well because of the stories that I'd heard, like with people struggling, you know, and nobody maintaining social distance. And what I have seen from staying in India for the past twenty-two years is people uh-huh. have no concept of personal space. People have no concept of waiting for someone else's time to get like, over. Waiting for that time. but uh, honestly when i went there uh, people were very calm and they were waiting for that turn and even the hostel staff was very polite about you know asking people to maintain distance and um staying safe and everyone is probably just so scared themselves that they everyone had worn double masks everyone was sanitizing at the sanitizing stations nobody was complaining about me how many karna like how people were getting in the beginning that i don't have to sanitize because my hands will get dry What? Thankfully, you didn't have anti-vaxxers there, or somebody yeah. saying, "No, I already had COVID and I've recovered, so I don't need a mask." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the last kind of that's the last you know genre of people that I want to interact with today. Because yesterday, the entire day, was, I was in a phase that I wanted to punch someone, and if that sort of person would have come in front of me today, I would have had that punching of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh but did you come across any anti vaxxers or no. you know conspiracy theorists in your own let's talk about your list of people you know maybe on instagram facebook or whatever did you ever come across somebody who seemed like an anti vaxxer you know putting up conspiracy theories of yeah it's <laughs> theories but yeah i know a couple of uh, like I, I don't want to don't want to call him out, but I have come across people who even right now they have been. So I know this couple, uh, my parents' mm-hmm. friend, uh, the lady. She is a teacher, and her husband is in the army, and they are very, uh, they are very educated. They <clears throat> their kids are doing very well, and it's not like they are you know deprived of anything, but they have access to all sorts of resources. and yet the yeah. um, my uncle is very you know very casual about things that vaccine is nothing kuch nahi hota vaccine se abhi tak ki hai reh liye corona ke bina aur bhi rehne uh yeah. what <laughs> who is feeding us <laughs> in your head where are you learning this from uh it's mostly whatsapp i guess that's where you get all your daily dose of conspiracy i'm willing to believe that it's whatsapp you with your own brain who is stopping you from using your own brain that's the thing with the country people are not questioning like either they're questioning too much or they're questioning every single thing or they're not questioning the right thing and it's just sad <laughs> people uh, people need need your guidance <laughs> what are the right questions people need your guidance in what are the right questions to ask i, I don't think this is a robo podcast anymore i think we are asked a channel now 
<laughs> exactly. They're just giving out life advice. But no, uh, I think I came across maybe because again, I have a very I would say small circle. Either I know them, or if I don't know them, I probably don't follow those people, right? So I maybe must have known one person who put up this story that was like of an anti-vaxer. That and the story was like. uh it is very strange uh virus came within a year caused so much destruction and i have already have a vaccine in 12 months so strange i may never go and get it and i didn't even want to uh, i didn't even want to object or anything i just went to their profile and you know unfollow <laughs> i don't need that shit. i don't need that shit in life you know that's the last thing i need to see and anti vaxxer you can feel like the last draw like if you're considering like sometimes you know you go through your instagram and you just want to filter some people out it makes it so right. much easier for you to clean out your instagram like thank you you are making me realize that i don't need you here right exactly it makes it it makes it much more easier to you know uh, filter out would you may uh, clean out as well Yeah, I would hope everyone would put out their opinion so I can know what kind of a shit person you are. So I can remove you. <laughs> so exactly, I'm able to at least tell the opinion of maybe three to four people out of all the people that I know, and then I'm able to identify. Okay, okay, okay. Inka the beliefs that they hold may be like pretty shitty compared to like the general idea of beliefs or things, but then you get an idea of what it's like, right? Yeah, and then, and, and it's it's not a problem with the opinion that people hold. It's the problem with the rigidity that they hold. That it's okay if you have an opinion about something. I get it. You have built that opinion from your experiences. You may have gone through something that has caused you to believe this. But you have to be able to listen to the other person's opinion. You have an argument. You have a debate. Doesn't mean that you have to be uh, rigid about whatever you are thinking and. end up being illogical in the process how is that helping you this thing around it you know i have uh, for vaccination i have one topic i was going to add, add that after this the thing i have seen around this is at least it's my opinion like there is no putting that fact in their head be it if they are you know only seeing one straight line which includes everything is jolly and merry and everybody is out to get us that is one line of thought you know the other line of thought is where you actually start questioning things that are actually happening and say no it's probably fake so uh, for example i literally like just some time ago and i think you may also come across this today or tomorrow i saw this video somebody posted on the story i guess it was a it was debunking the uh, sand graves that they have in up you know they've created these right, graves right, right. in the sand in uh, the ganga right so there's an actual video this person was and he's got a pretty shitty thought about you know people and uh religions like the way he posts about it. i'm like okay that's his opinion what can i do but anyhow that is debunking you know these act these bodies are not from you now it's actually from 2018 Like why the fuck would there be so many bodies next to the Ganga in 2018? What the fuck are you trying to say right now? What you know, Tabi is a kill, bro. And that's the first thing they talk about. But I won't get into more of the shit they share. But what I have started understanding from it is that there are obviously going to be people. There are people who say that you know 
the moon landing was fake there are people who say that school shootings in america or places are actually in fact you know actors and there are actually no people who die in them and people who say the holocaust did not happen even though it's a very touchy subject people believe in that chahe jitna bhi evidence hoy jitna bhi proof hoy you know exactly. people say it is on fake like if someone doesn't um, want to see with all the proof that is available you can't you just can't help them <laughs> <laughs> so leaving that leaving them at that unhelped section adding a funny story to your vaccination that you know your meticulous nature of downloading telegram and finding yeah. a slot and then booking it my experience was more of like treating it like a game <laughs> i went on arogya setu i was so my pin code without you know giving out my address comes under the 27 category So uh, instead of two seven, I was typing in like random numbers. I was typing in three seven, four seven, eight seven. I didn't even know if it goes to eight seven, but I typed it. And randomly, I was getting hospitals. Somewhere, I found BLK Pusa, which had vaccination slots for my age group. <laughs> Then I found Apollo. Then I found Fortis. So there are two ways a person can look at it. Either you can download the Telegram application <laughs> if you don't have it already. Find that group. Find both methods in this podcast. <laughs> And but I think making an activity out of it, if you're wanting to, you know, if you've got a younger sister or a younger younger brother or sibling or whatever, yeah, uh, right. keep them engaged <laughs> for a bit. Tell them this is a game. It's me. I'm going to digits. But then each time and tell me just stop. गवर्नमेंट <laughs> <laughs> कि जो तुम्हारे आयुष डॉक्टर्स हैं नो आयुर्वेदिक डॉक्टर्स दे विल बी गिवन परमिशन टू कंडक्ट सर्जरीज एंड द ओनली मेंटल इमेज दैट केम टू माय हेड वाज मुन्ना भाई एमबीबीएस यू नो इट विल बी लाइक दिस गाय फ्रॉम गाय फ्रॉम सम स्मॉल सिटी इन लाइक मामू देयर व्हाट लग गए लेट्स यू नो नाउ आई परफॉर्म सर्जरी ऑन यू दैट इज अ मेंटल इमेज आई हैड इन माय हेड यू नो देयर इज दिस गाय व्हिच इज अ मामू तेरी तो व्हाट लग गए लेट्स चाहिए यू नो जड़ी बूटी in in my family we are very uh, you know close to our roots in in terms of uh, traditional ways of consuming food and it is time to khana khana pani peena right. just you know it you don't have to take medicines or supplements for those nutrients to actually uh, get utilized by your body there's a very right. there's a very scientific ways for you to consume food in such a way that every single grain that you eat is used by the body and it's utilized actually not just used so we are very proud the uh, stand of the <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so but yeah obviously that news when it came up it was uh, like when an ima actually objected to the fact that students spend 5 years in surgery and then you know <laughs> five years in medical school and then uh, do their yeah. masters and pg and all of that and they and you give this to and a person who studied ayurved it's still unfair at that point i got like, i would have been pissed if i went to six years of medical school five years of medical school mm-hmm. and then after four years of studying and all of that and then you went and told me that ayurved a person is going to do my uh, surgery i would have been pissed <laughs> निर्मल बाबा आता था ना गुलगप्पे खाए बहुत दिन से गुलगप्पे खा लो जाके कभी ठीक हो जाएगी इट्स लाइक इट्स लाइक दैट्स द थिंग ना एटलीस्ट आई थिंक द फर्स्ट वेव सी द वायरस दैट इफ यू टॉक अबाउट इट म्यूटेटेड टू इन द इंडियन पॉपुलेशन इट वाज इट केम बैक विद अ वेंजेंस इन द सेकंड वेव फर्स्ट वेव में इंडियंस वर लाइक ऑलरेडी इन अ वे इम्यून टू इट इन दिस मैनर कि मोस्ट ऑफ द पॉपुलेशन हाफ देयर लाइफ यू नो I don't know if you've ever had gold gappas or you know things from a roadside stall or an outside stall, just for an experience, even maybe. But when you look at the manufacturing process, <laughs> you know when they are kneading the, 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 the dough with their toes and their feet, you know when no, they are kneading no, the dough. Please don't dip in Delhi street food or Indian street food like that. Please, street food is. I, I have awesome. seen it. I have seen it. <laughs> the pa. Actually, like you and ambassadors of street food, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I I am pretty immune to these things myself. Yeah. <laughs> like I had my own things. Yeah. Now so, you see how all those gorapai and alu chaat are helping you. You didn't have to yes, get a vaccine. You didn't. Exactly. You didn't get COVID in the first phase at least. That's good. We've been taking vaccines for COVID since we were kids. That is so awesome. Optimistic, optimistic, Vano. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now, picking picking up from this, how about we talk about your time at uh, IHM Pusa? Now, uh, it is one of the most you know uh, prestigious uh, hospitality schools in India. It's one of the best, I think, in the top five even. So, how was your experience there? You know, what was that like? Maybe you could so, elaborate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to. So, uh, let's go back to when I was in school. So, when I joined the mm-hmm. 11th, uh, my subject uh-huh. was humanities with mathematics because at that point I wanted to do architecture. So then, right. in maths in 11th grade, I was like, "Fuck! I can't do this. <laughs> this is not the thing for me." So uh, then I started pursuing. Uh, then I started looking for other. options then you know my friends so right. they they were always supportive of the fact that you love cooking so much you were inherently am very you know um hospitable and wanting to go out of the way and helping people out and those right. kind of people are part of my personality so 
everyone suggested that you can you know consider this is a nice option to go in industry one of the top industry before covid it was <laughs> <laughs> yes that's that's the so that's my time preparing and honestly the entrance exam was not super hard uh, if mm-hmm. anyone who is wanting to pursue hotel management the entrance is called nct and uh, okay. it's a joint entrance exam for all central iim and state iim and mm-hmm. uh, even private institutes come under it it's a merit based exam and my rank was around my rank was 96 or uh, in the country Mm-hmm. I got wow. the best college, which is I had an option between Mumbai and Delhi, and since my parents were in Delhi, they made me take Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> like now, you can't do loads and leave in Mumbai. <laughs> no, no way. Out of the question. So uh-huh. yeah, so I joined 2017, and uh, honestly. throughout three years i i absolutely loved my course there was like people are generally complaining about you know colleges boring ye ho obviously every college has a little bit of politics and some teachers are bad and some sort of people are bad but my college overall the experience it was lovely i mean i i wouldn't trade it for anything else and i'm really glad i didn't go to du because i wouldn't have fitted in <laughs> to that place but um uh, But if yeah. it all worked out in the end, you would say. Not really, because I'm jobless. But <laughs> yeah, but you got the experience. Apart That's what matters. Apart from that, but that that was the only incentive they gave me during the induction process. That I think was as the best placement. Well, where are you right now? No, the placement is like gone down the drain. <laughs> अच्छा अब आप बॉम्बे जा रहे हो ना बाहन टिकट what would uh, now what is that one thing you would say you wish you knew before you entered you know uh, the hospitality industry before you like you know did your trainings at hotels or uh, you know were a part of ihm and even worked with companies what is that one I, thing you you wish you would have known uh honest i have trained one of the best organizations that daddy has i as a part of our course i Uh, trained with the Obroy New Delhi, which was newly opened at that point, and uh, I have worked with the Olive Bar and Kitchen, which is in Nairobi. One of the loveliest yeah. restaurants, the loveliest people, and awesome food. And uh, yeah. in my experience, I have worked with uh, online food brand called Fabouch Kitchen, where I cooked for them. And you know, if you go on their channel, yeah. you might see my hands. Oh, in that video. <laughs> yes, I I I recall I recall that time like you, I recall that time when you were actively doing it for them. Yes. <laughs> right. So after working in all these places, a uh, couple of things that I realized was, 
Um, uh-huh. Honestly, I never hated the industry. Like everything about it, I felt really with the whole hospitality concept of you know making. And also one more thing that uh, when I joined the course, I was into culinary, and for one and a half year, I invested all my energy, and uh, you know uh, every event that happened, I took I took part in the culinary uh, section. But uh, after my training, I realized that I am more inclined, and I am also better at the organization part. So I shifted shifted my interest. It's not very hard because right. the course includes studying all subjects. So by the end, by the beginning of third year, you need to figure out your department. So that's when I realized that probably kitchen because kitchen is very right. And right. as an until you become an executive chef or a celebrity chef, you don't really get to come into the front as much, and uh, guest handling, guest interaction is not as much, which I really right. enjoyed about the front office part of it. Okay. And uh, organizing so, events, you know, having things in control, those were the things that I was into. So I shifted my inclination towards there, and that's what I was talking about. That there was no part of the entire course that. I regret that. मुझे ये नहीं पढ़ना था मैंने क्यों किया? I am very very proud of the course that I took. Even now, even though I don't have a job, even though uh, <laughs> the entire you hold industry... those <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stop bringing that up. <laughs> That's a very nice, very nice perspective and outlook to think. Outlook to things, you know, even in dire circumstances, you're able to see the positive side of it. I feel that yeah. will be very inspiring to a lot of people listening as well. But ask, continuing with the question, you know, with that, what would you say is like a common myth, uh, you know, that you would like to debunk about, let's say, your industry? What is? Is there mm. any such thing? Yeah, various, various things. Um, what is that one main thing? One thing would be that it's not as glamorous. Like if you go to a five-star hotel, the experience you have as A guest is so different. Like when you when we go to a uh, five star hotel, we see that yeah, yeah, but the work is done. It's so fun. That is not true. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's fun, but uh, it's a lot more than fun as well. Like the chaos, the running around, and the energy. It's quite different. It's not as bad. Like your cars may be bad, or you know, uh, various various things you have to. Go through the wrath of uh, ir- irrelevant uh, anger of guests and all of those things, which which is not directed towards you, but still it's directed towards you. <laughs> those kind of things. <laughs> right. So um, those sort of things. But another myth <laughs> that would be is you don't become celebrity chef <laughs> as fast as Ranveer, as fast as Ranveer Brat. Don't become Sanjeev Kapoor within the first five years. What the fuck are you saying, right now? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And no, you want to get a channel on food, food? What are you talking about? <laughs> Kitchens are not half as glamorous as they look on TV. Like the the, the amount of uh, preparation that goes into recording that one food, food, the amount of 
juniors and trainees that are invested in cutting the vegetables and preparing the place for sanjeev kapoor that's the kind of thing that you will have to do for the first 7 years of your life if you're willing to do that if you're willing to learn that and if you're willing if you're passionate enough then do go for it <laughs> So uh, yeah. we, uh, you're not really getting that. Uh, I think that Sardar Ji, who's got a show on food, food, you know, those namak shamak dal dete hain. You don't really get. <laughs> you don't get that within the first two years of your. <laughs> you don't get that eventually, also, unless you're like high on cocaine or something. You never have that kind of energy. <laughs> that is not something. I'm telling you, no kitchen person is that excited about cooking. <laughs> You know, like he's laughing and pouring salt on namak shamak dal. Jaise, like I think he did that in his professional setting kitchen, and they were like, you know, this won't work. Bro, lock this. We are trademarking this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we need on television next. Wait. Yeah. But then, uh, uh, how would you say, like, um, what would have been your biggest? Uh, downfall or maybe uplift and you know what did you learn from it throughout your time like any of those two like maybe one of each even um one of my lowest point throughout my career was when i had to shift my entire interest i would say because uh, this happened while i was training with olive because i was working there and uh, so in olive i worked in the kitchen as well as the marketing department right Wow. so that is when uh, when i was working in the kitchen every day it was just extremely exhausting and it was a back end job and uh, like the people who were working there they were not they were very nice they were very uh, nice in teaching but i just didn't feel at home in that place and i didn't feel like i could do it for the rest of my life so that's when i actually considered going to you know a couple of my faculties and talking to career counselors and actually trying to figure out what kind of personality i have to be able to sustain in the culinary industry and uh, to my surprise chef was not one of the things i should be <laughs> <laughs> like did you figure that out yourself or was that just external help from the <laughs> career counseling here <yes. laughs> Oh. I I went to the career counselor to uh, help me out with what I should do with my life, and she ended up giving me one twenty job options that I could take. And I was like, "You were not making this easy for me. Just tell me yes or no." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so she just she just ended up confusing me all the more. But uh, yeah, in in that process, then after that, I joined the marketing department. I trained with them for a month. and uh, yeah. that's when i knew that events and managing and organizing is really where i like to be like on the front uh, the stage and you know being in charge right. of the kind of thing that i like to do so that was a uh, sort of i could say a low phase for me where you know where you have already invested one and a half year of your college life into something and then you have to shift your interests altogether because i can't right. go back to those events that i should have gone to the organizing team instead of joining the culinary team and you know where you could have done something else but you didn't get to do it so that was a low point but other than that we yeah, are like i said it's not it was a good experience for me overall this yeah. college thing okay. uh-huh. that's that's there but then was would you say that also included your 
uplifting phase when you you know where it was uplifting as well or no that, that is some different experience yeah so, <laughs> Achha, it's uh, so uplifting uplifting happened when i actually shifted to front office and i could see that yeah this is the thing that i like and when placement started i was one of the star performers in um, the placements i was getting uh, selection calls and you know i was getting approved for a lot of placements and eventually not all of them obviously but from the good brands i was getting a positive response and by the end of the entire placement season getting fund life i had a job mm-hmm. with fasos uh, i had mm-hmm. a job with marriott and i had a job oh. with hilton uh, hilton had chosen only about i think 20 kids all over the country and five of them were from my college and out of those five i was the one i was one of them so uh, that was that was a very uplifting moment for me where i actually felt like yes i have worked hard hard towards something and it's you know when you can actually see your hard work uh, come, becoming something like you can actually see the fruit of everything that you've worked towards that was right. one uplifting moment it's pretty amazing but then one thing like you spoke about the culture as well i'm going to recall this from an episode we recently had with kareen i i i know that you know her yeah, uh, yeah. so she she had given her experience of you know there being a very uh, work till you drop kind of work culture in the hospitality sector you know where it is actually looked up to if you are you know putting out your whole day and actually working until you don't drop down so is that something you would agree with or have you seen a more different side to it um there is it's a different it's the because like i said i didn't there wasn't during my training as well and training in like for other internships like engineering students and every other uh, you know stream that internship for it's it's a it's just a learning phase whereas in in hospitality treat you like an employee expect you to give much that sort of effort for not being paid as much <laughs> but they but they expect that sort of professionalism that sort of effort and that sort of you know that you actually want to see this uh, department or this company or this property grow so they want they want to see that potential pour out of that's why they push you that hard yeah. and i am glad that i did my training from overall because it's supposed to be one of the most uh, ruthless and rigorous training and uh, it did benefit me a lot because whatever i know today about the hospitality industry is uh, through my experience of overall and it is obviously the epitome of luxury and uh customer service mm-hmm. and making the guest feel like god so when you yeah. learn from that that how your uh, if i were to ever start let's say i were to ever start a restaurant chain or a hotel chain that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that i would inculcate in my staff that's the kind of thing that i would expect my staff to deliver to the guests so that creates yes. a sort of standard and quality in the service that you're providing so the thing about what kareem was saying that you need to work till you drop it's it's all about the factor that if you love your work so much it doesn't matter like i have with my best friend it's uh, leela jaipur and he is one of the star performers he has just joined 
like a few months back and he's star performer and he gives around 14 hours of his day 12 hours of his day into that job but the kind of results he is getting he is very very well respected amongst his seniors and you know he he actually delivers so it's not like you're investing into something that you're not getting anything out of and if you really love your job it's not that hard to uh, give as obviously not denying that it's a very demanding job in the first place Uh-huh. but obviously you know but, that you, you were also part of the hospitality industry and you know the kind of you know uh, personal touch that you need to add to ensure that you know your your product your service is different from the others you know standing out from the others that that's obviously again a part of it and then you bring your very interesting perspective to these things but then one final thing i would ask you know within the hospitality sector base of questions that i yeah, yeah. is what advice would you give to someone you know who is just starting out somebody who may be listening to this who may be thinking no when i'm on the edge of you know taking hospitality or maybe something else what is your advice to them being Honestly, somebody i would have been in a place to give advice uh, a year <laughs> back where you know i was very optimistic about the industry it being you know the uh, one of the top 3 industries making the most money in the world but right now i am in no position to recommend hospitality to someone <laughs> because if i don't get a job and then then they will come back at me and i can't take that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's a good way i guess of putting it here don't call me out if you don't get a job at the end of it yeah no hiring if if you're not scared of uh, ending up jobless then uh, first <laughs> for me it's an awesome industry yeah. and uh, right when things open up i am going to start working hard towards it right that can is a very nice way of putting it well okay then uh, i think we've uh gotten to understand a lot about you know your perspective on things and your understanding of things we have not really elaborated on your uh let's see your music page and on your uh artwork page so you know your the artwork that you're selling or creating you know the shirts and everything is there something yeah. else you'd like to add about those things as well maybe talk about them a little more <laughs> or you yes. think that those are where they are I love to talk about the music thing because that's where I am. That's more of a thing. Yeah. yeah, that that's more of a uh, a live thing as of now. <laughs> I thought we were also getting a music special at the end of this. Am I getting like a yeah, recording at the post edit where I'll add this to the episode at the end? Yeah, yeah. We I can do a live or I can send you a recording in the end. We can do it either way. So. That, that uh, everybody listening right now we will be adding a special song i would say sung by rind at the end of this podcast like as soon as we end we'll put it up in post and it will be there to listen to i don't should we put it in the beginning of the podcast like as soon as they join they start hearing you sing i they'll get confused that i didn't play song on spotify is this the right is this the right podcast <laughs> where am i but okay we'll find a place to place it in between the episode but yes uh, you know stick till the entry here you you can give uh, them a little interval Rinda. from our uh, nonsense talking about nonsense ha, like, <laughs> just, 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 i'll add another edit you know 
<laughs> this is going to be the part where Vinda song plays, so you've got two minutes of silence from us talking. So okay, yeah, yeah. we'll do that at the end of it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, talking about your music page and the music you put on, what 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 more would you like to you know <laughs> talk, <laughs> tell about it? What has your experience been there? Yeah, so uh, like I said in the beginning, that uh, oh, not in the beginning. In fact, this is what we were talking about earlier. Is uh, lockdown the phases of lockdown, like phases of depression? <laughs> we are going through that <laughs> phase. And, and finally, acceptance is when you start making reels on Instagram. <laughs> You've accepted your fate that you will be in lockdown forever, and you just take up to Instagram and Twitter, and you start putting your when you start crying your heart out on social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the final phase. of the lockdown yeah. so yeah i hit i hit that rock bottom and uh, i made uh, so i had i had made this uh, music page uh, really long time back like in second year of college but uh, i was never consistent with it like every uh, two three months i would just post one video and i would get one follower after that so uh, but i i went through something uh, shitty in February, and uh, to get over that, I had really had to distract myself. So in March, I started recording videos, and uh, they people seem to like them, especially my friends whom I forced to like them. So <laughs> that still counts. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. So. In fact, my friends were really supportive and sweet about it, and uh, even though a lot of them weren't very uh, comfortable with, you know, you know, you have those friends who are, who can't appreciate you upfront, but passively they're like, "Ha, ठीक ही है," because they actually want to appreciate, but they don't want to come off as, you know, they love you as too much. So I have those most most of my friends are like that, who supported me from the background and who just let me, who just ask me to keep going and not give up. so music really did help me with uh, getting over that bad phase and uh, yeah and then i actually started being consistent with it and recording at least twice a week and putting videos and actually channelizing uh, my energy into it and uh, yeah i have gotten about 70 80 followers in a month So that's not pretty bad. With seeing the seeing that I just have around twenty posts in my video or on my channel, so it's not pretty bad, and uh, people seem to like it's it. It's a growing process. Yeah, it's a very nascent stage as of now, and probably right. your podcast will help with the boom in followers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really do hope so. We will be uh, putting out the links for all of the things mentioned. So obviously, you can. Check out Vrinda's uh, art page, her music page. You can check out her personal page, even her Aadhaar card info. If she's going to share it with me, yeah. are you? Yeah, fan card, driver's license, I got it. Yeah, so we college ID. Yeah, we have those PDFs. Just in case you want to check, Champusa, you can have my college ID. We have those PDF documents linked in the description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I send you my Google Drive पे folder है वो भेज दूँगी मैं Yes that that would be perfect and one more क्या 
<laughs> they just give it access to everybody so everybody can just like have a view of it <laughs> but you know uh, again then just one more thing i would add to it i also knew that uh, we had a recording session i think previously but i think your mic wasn't there you didn't you specially went and got a mic at least that's why what i'm telling myself now you got yourself a mic yeah. for this episode even though you probably got it for your singing <laughs> no no, no i got for your podcast man. what are you saying you got for a podcast that is what that is what i was you know elaborating in the beginning so i accept it and i'm happy you accept it as well and i'll help you with my address so you can send it over when you do whenever you'd like <laughs> i'll be happy <laughs> when, to accept it whenever it's <laughs> you know you just got it delivered like a day ago and i'm already you know just you can give it to me if you want the portion sure, sure. i'll send you the amazon link bro buy it on your own <laughs> no no i'll take the so link so so one free of that that's how you do well they don't buy it you just take it once it is like just there the link so you think to profit exactly <laughs> really exposing you Uh, now this is turning into an expose of myself and my business practices but okay yeah. uh, not going for the podcast <laughs> yes i have brought down a lot of exposes of myself like there's one episode i believe uh, with bharti uh, a friend of mine uh, with her i oh told God, her about how my bharti that would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! No, so uh, in that episode, I discussed how my uh, chartered accountant screwed me over. Uh, <laughs> uh, my income tax filing for this year. So I, I, it's a pretty interesting story. People can hear it on that episode itself with Bharti. But just to give a brief idea of it in this episode as well. So I have him on record saying this. he ended up adding an extra zero to my actual income of the previous year and the income tax department sent me like a notice to pay i think around a couple of lakhs like you know above oh my god lakhs. they sent me a notice ki this is what you owe us you've not paid us and now we are charging oh you a fine and you pay us this money <laughs> and so i i phoned up my accountant i told him why have i got in this I don't remember signing a document or you know having it sent to Bangalore. I don't remember you taking my OTP verification. I have the I'm going to call him a fucker because he is one. <laughs> I have him on record, you know, telling me that uh, no sir, the Aadhaar OTP portal wasn't working. So and we did not because of Corona, we did not want to send documents to your address to sign them. What we did was on a printout, we copied the signature from your Aadhaar card, sorry, your oh, PAN card that we have, and we sent it across. Like, what oh, the oh. fuck is wrong with you? Ah, <laughs> uh, what's going on? And no, I ended up dropping him as my, uh, of course, as yeah, my accountant. Not like he's still, <laughs> like he's still filing my taxes on behalf of me, forging my signatures. Yeah, you you really fucked up, but I trust you, man. <laughs> So yeah that was that was one of my exposes like I could have been seriously fucked over by the income tax department if they wanted to scrutinize me but then on advice from you know certain people I ended up having to uh, go and stand in a bloody police station and file a complaint <laughs> regarding the same shit so I'm at the safer yeah. side you know and I and if I if I'm ever taken to trial I'm going to use the podcast episodes case <laughs> yes statement this is my, my proof Going full charge, <laughs> boil, <laughs> using podcast to get 
<laughs> that this accountant was an actual fucker and he forged my signatures and added an extra zero to my total earnings and nearly got me fucked by the tax department. I I really. <laughs> I was just going to get all these witnesses from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Added to <the> podcast. <laughs> yes, that's that's the main motive behind it. We, yeah, all of you are now coming to court at the end of it. Yes, convincing. In case this uh, thing ever happens, you have to come to court. <laughs> exactly, like that is your that is your end goal of and this podcast. Was you actually committed that fraud or not? Because you just told us one side of it. So mm-hmm. I'm a little confused about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, so for me it was that he admitted he said, "Sir, हमने दिया वाइगा to one of our interns, obviously while filing your tax, I'm paying him money to file it for me. He gives it to his intern. कहता उसने गलती से एक zero डाल दिया. No problem. India, <laughs> India. <laughs> किसने करा कि ना किसी ने करा होगा ऑफिस में हमने तुमने अपना पूरा बिजनेस अपने क्लाइंट्स का सिग्नेचर नहीं सर इट्स नॉट ओनली योर्स हमारी सारी क्लाइंट्स के सिग्नेचर पैन कार्ड से ले लेते I was told to take legal record uh, recourse against this firm and this guy. Obviously, I don't know if there's obviously. a chartered accountancy license and a badge that they get. You know, once they become an yeah, accountant, but I'm pretty sure they would be fucked up by their agency if you know that's the practice they're fucking running where they're forging signatures of their clients and filing financial returns that are wrong. So they're pretty big idiots. Not cool, man. Oh, I was victim to a online scam. Very crazy story. Extremely crazy story. Yeah. UPI scam. So my neighbor, like me and my mom, are mm-hmm. chilling outside in our garden. My neighbor comes uh-huh. running. We go, "What happened? My phone. Me, see what's happening. What's happening? So, uh, she just she came to see me. My account is getting cut. I'm like, what? So she was on call with this guy. This is uh, when online scams were not. This is the beginning of lockdown. Okay. When online scams were just starting, so one or two odd couples you would hear in the news, but not very often. So um, she came and she said, "I'm trying to sell my sofa to this guy, and uh, he sent me a code, and I am he I'm supposed to receive money. Money is getting cut from my account." I said, "Arey, ye kya ho raha?" Then he was saying, "Ki arey, inka PayTM account mein kuch problem hai. Google Pay hai, to Google Pay kar do." And this is just like five seconds of her meeting me. So I was like, "Yeah, I have Google Pay. I'll help you." So that guy sent me that like code for five rupees. I added that the five rupees got deducted from my account, and ten rupees were credited. So basically, yeah. I earned five rupees. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Okay, this seems to make sense." Uh, so he did it first for ten thousand. No, he did it for twenty thousand bucks. That twenty thousand is remaining. Twenty thousand, I cut it down. And previously, only I had gotten a certain amount of money deposited in my account, and he sent me the code. I scanned it, and twenty thousand gone out of my account. I was like, "Fuck!" Wow. And when that money, and while that money was leaving my account, I figured out that there is something wrong with this guy. And and the craziest thing that guy had an entire profile on his OLX, him wearing an army uniform. His WhatsApp BP was with his child wearing 
choice we had was either to go to RBI or to our bank. And to my surprise, my bank was SBI. So even if they wanted to help, they couldn't help me because they didn't want because to help. समी had cloned her debit card surprisingly from wherever she used it they had a clone of her debit card and i was sitting with her in her room one day you know talking to her achanak say her mobile started getting these sms's you know 10000 has been debited from your account oh, 10000 and then i and then you think what is this did you i started asking did you make any transaction that it's showing up now you know late aate hain sms kabhi so mm. no nothing then dekhte dekhte like five sms's had come till then you know 10 10 10 10 because i think there was a which is also very silly one advice to people is you sh- if you don't have a huge spending that keep your limits down to like hardly 2000 or 3000 rupees or yeah. even less so it had a 80 something thousand ka limit on it or one like i don't know why she kept it there on the debit card so achanak said there were like eight messages or five that came by then then i opened up the application i saw it's actually bloody debiting it from the account I told you somebody is removing oh. your money. It's showing SBI withdrawal. It kept on showing up as SBI withdrawal, and it did not give the ATM details on the transaction. So I quickly blocked the card, and uh, you know, and reduced the limit, and the transaction, like the debiting, stopped. Then I gave a call to the Axis Bank helpline. They said that somebody in Aligarh, Aligarh, a place that I did not really even know about until then, somewhere near Agra, where I've never been. Was withdrawing ten ten thousand from an ATM, an SBI ATM, from the debit what? card. But how, <laughs> dude? That is so crazy. It is. It is. And uh, the fun, the funny thing was, uh, the funny thing was. So I went. Uh, we obviously we reported it within the first one hour. The second day, I was told that go to the bank, file a formal complaint, go to the police station and file a formal complaint. And obviously, my so I don't. Like my mom does not prefer, you know, going around to the police station on her own reasons. So I usually do those errands, you know, if there's any mm-hmm. such thing. So I went to the cop station. The policemen either they don't like to take up the task or they try to be intimidating. The officer is like, "Oh, where is this from? Oh, don't you know anybody in Aligarh?" I said, "I've never been there, sir. You know, <laughs> I've never even heard of the goddamn place." He's saying, "Oh well, you know, this will be taken up by the police station in Aligarh." So Lakin uh, and I, we don't know if we can file this. Where is the bank? I said, "The bank is right next to your police station. It's in your jurisdiction." You know, he said, "Well, it might only take place in the Aligarh police station. They will only, you know." I said, What? "Obviously, I'm not going to go there and file the police complaint." He said, "No, we'll look in." I don't know what we can do, but luckily, then I also had previous knowledge. So there is this rule, obviously, where if an incident has taken place anywhere in India, you can file a police complaint anywhere in India, one of the police stations anywhere. You know, if it's a complaint or an FIR, they have to accept it. They cannot, let's say, deny yeah, it or say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transfer of jurisdiction and authority, which is under attack, that is their own problem. How can they get away? Right. 
right? But then looking at from a perspective of somebody who does not know, they try to play around it. I have noticed, you know, they try saying, "No, we can't do it. We can't do it." And they say, "No, we know that you can do it. You know, please take our complaint." And then they reluctantly took it, and then we waited for like forty, fifty days, and the money got credited. Oh my god! The anxiety of forty days. Oh my god! Can't imagine. One final experience I'll talk about is of my own personal experience. I suddenly got two SMSs on my mobile saying that thirty uh, rupees have been debited from your account. Three rupees have been credited. No, first it was one rupee has been credited. Then it came as thirty rupees has been uh, debited on this on some uh, you know game on the app store. And I was like, I am not. I am not paying for any app store subscription. From mm-hmm. this card, nor am I buying any game. How did that happen? Achanak se fir ek or seventy rupees ka debit hua, you know, on that uh, app store game. And I realized something fishy is happening here. I blocked my card and you know blocked my limits and my UPI and everything. And then within two to three minutes of that call, two to three minutes of blocking that, I got a call from somebody who could not even pronounce like my bank. I I bank with is IDFC. The guy could not even pronounce IDFC. He was like, What? "Sir, हम IDBC bank से बोल रहे हैं. What? सर हम IDBC bank से बोल रहे हैं. आपका account जो है Andrew Do के नाम से. And नहीं, he didn't even say Andrew. He said Andrew Dave के नाम से. Sir, ये जो आपका account number मैं आपको card नहीं नहीं. And I wasn't even asking for the verification. The fucker knew my card number. He said, "Sir, your card number ending with so and so digit oh, is our scrutiny department. Can you tell us? You have to lock your account from being locked. Or we have to lock it here. Lock it here. Speaking like this, I was like, eh? you know, I have never spoken to an IDFC executive who sounded like that. Hmm. So I just, I knew he was. I knew, I knew the fucker was playing a scam. So I played along for like a minute. I said, "Oh, okay, ha ha. I want to save my account." What can I do? He said, "Sir, very simple process. One, you screen share application download. Karo. Hmm, uh, screen, sure, he sure. Said, he screen share application. He said the IDFC Bank's official verification application. I searched it up. It was a screen share application, and it had a clear warning. If somebody has told you to download this, they are trying to, you know, scam you." <laughs> I told him अच्छा download कर लिया क्या करें कहता है sir आप मुझे code बताइए और फिर आपको एक OTP आएगा फिर हम यहाँ से verify कर देंगे so the fucker was literally trying to get an OTP on my mobile to withdraw my money but then obviously no shame absolutely no shame I don't I don't think so not at all but then I wanted to you know ask him his reason behind why does he even do that shit so once I did that I said ठीक है ये तो हम कर रहे हैं आपके साथ बिकॉज आई स्टार्ट पॉडकास्ट पे देन एंड आई वाज रियली यू नो क्या तेरा क्या मतलब है व्हाई डू डू दिस गिविंग हिम फ्री थेरेपी सो आई वांट आई स्टार्टेड आस्किंग अच्छा आप
and your account is about to die and we are going to you know revive your account here from that department making more money than i could dream of in a day dude <laughs> also doing two just imagine from one from two people in in a span of 30 minutes that guy made 80000 bucks 80000 is a lot of money so much money there are big big scams going around obviously <laughs> i could pick up so much on this but i think we will if we ever have you for another episode we will elaborate more on scams and the methods behind scamsters uh but apart from that uh, i think we will wrap up our episode here i would like to thank you for joining us today brenda thank you for bringing out your insights and uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in and listening to us rant about various subjects for i think about mm-hmm. one and a half hour plus now so thank you for t- thank you for being there after this outro i call it an outro after this outro ends you're going to be hearing a song by vinder that i hope she has the energy to record after this absolutely <laughs> i'm so excited for it <laughs> which will be playing after this and uh, apart from that if you have an interesting show a story that you'd like to bring to our audiences share your perspective with our listeners you can check out the bluepodcast.com fill out the registration guest registration form and maybe you'll get a chance to be a part of the podcast check us out on instagram bluepodcast you'll also find the description there and i was about to say that you'll find exclusive content on the website but i've still not come up with any exclusive content so you'll only find the episodes there <laughs> <laughs> apart from that you can also find you can find us on jio saban spotify apple music gana and pretty much everywhere where you get your podcasts on once again thank you very much rinda for joining in and thank you to all of us bye bye everyone bye.